Welcome to the Awakening Church, one of the great churches Maui has to offer. And now, Pastor Stephan Fusley with this week's message. Well, aloha. Welcome. Good morning. My name is Pastor Stefan. I am excited that you are here today. Isn't it a beautiful day here in Maui? Let's give God a praise for that, right? There is no hurricane. <laughs> hey, this is hurricanes in Hawaii, right? You know? <laughs> um, praise God for that. Hey, listen, uh, we're excited because we, next week we're kicking off a brand new series called Hashtag he is greater than I. We're going to be selling some of the t-shirts, and we're going to be just talking about how God is so much bigger than us, bigger than our problems, bigger than the things we struggle with. It's a great opportunity to get redialed into church, so we're going to be inviting people like crazy, uh, and it's going to be a great time to kind of kick off here in the fall. But today is kind of a one-punch deal. We're going to be talking about hearing the whispers of God. How many of you guys know what I'm talking about when I'm saying are you hearing God whispering? Anybody felt like you've heard God whisper to you? You know, believe it or not, God is constantly speaking. He's constantly speaking in all kinds of different ways. And if we have the ears to hear, we can hear him and we can follow him and we can do big things with our life. In fact, I believe that you are here today because of a whisper, right? You may be part of the awakening ohana and coming to church is kind of like, exercising, right? It's like, oh, I got to go exercise. But then you get there and then, oh, I feel so good. Like I feel like, like I'm ready to get attacked the week. You know, I'm getting in shape. Uh, but you, you listen to a whisper and you showed up today. Even though maybe you wanted to sleep in or maybe go to the beach, you, you listened to a whisper and you showed up. Others of us haven't been to church in what seems like a decade. And maybe we've given up on the whole church thing, or we encountered someone who said they followed Jesus, but they were really mean people, and it turned us off, and we've kind of written God off for some time. But for whatever reason, you heard a whisper that maybe you ought to give God a chance again. So you're here today, and I'm here to tell you that God has something to tell you. He has something to whisper if you only tune in and listen. He has something to speak to you. Others of you have been traveling from very far away places. And you could have just tuned out. You, should have, you could have gone to the beach and just enjoyed yourself. You're on vacation. Why worry about going to church, right? But then you heard a whisper inside and you felt like, man, I really need, a, I need to go to church on Sunday. And in fact, you started going online and looking down the list of church and there was a whisper. Somehow you picked the awakening church. That's because God has you here this morning and he has something to speak to you. I believe it with all my heart. There's even people who are going to be tuning in on our app maybe a week from now or a month from now, and they're in traffic and they're getting all ticked off and frustrated about the stuff at work and, oh, this, this traffic's ridiculous, and then they say, you know what, I just need to listen to the word, and they tune in on our app. And for those of you tuning in, I'm saying, you know what, it was a whisper that brought you here. And God has something to speak to you this morning, and you're going to be encouraged. And in fact, me, myself, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for the whispers of God. This church would not be here if it weren't for the whispers of God. God, it started early with me. I remember being six years old. I remember vividly. It was in the first house that I grew up in and I was born in. I was born at home, believe it or not. It was crazy, right? Midwife and everything, but I was raised in this house. And I remember being upstairs and I shared a room with one of my brothers, a bunk bed, and my mom would come in. He had really this really cool octagon window that the moon would shine through every night. 
this is the coolest bedroom ever. And I remember one night my mom would come, she would come in and tell stories about God, but one night she, she came in the room and she sat down with me and my brother and she started telling me about the story of King Solomon when he was really young. God appeared to him in a dream and it says, Solomon, I'm going to give you a gift. I want to give you the choice of picking anything you want, anything you want, and I will give it to you because I'm your God. I love you. I'm a God that gives good things. And Solomon, he goes down the list of probably, he probably thinks through a lot of things. But you know what Solomon picks? My mom told me, Solomon picked wisdom. And that made God very, very pleased. God says to Solomon, Solomon, you could have picked anything else. By the way, if you want to read this story, it's in, uh, what is it, 1 Kings chapter 3. If you want any, you could have picked anything you wanted. You could have picked wealth. You could have picked power. You could have picked kingdoms, castles, armies, position. But you didn't. You picked wisdom. You picked wisdom. And you get wisdom by fearing me and loving me. And because you picked something that is a, dynamically attached to who I am and my nature, I'm going to give you all those things. And I heard that story, and I was like, wow. It's like, wow, I want what Solomon had, but I'm not going to ask God for those things. I'm going to ask for wisdom. I'm a smart kid, right? So I remember praying, asking God, give me wisdom. Be careful. Don't ask God for wisdom if you're not ready to go through some storms. I'm here to tell you, because wisdom comes through a lot of pain and suffering and hurting. I didn't know that as a kid. I might not have asked for it, but I did. I asked for wisdom. And you know what? I believe it. With all, I mean, it was funny because I was writing this message, and it, the memory, came, it's like these memories. Just, how many guys remember stuff from six years old? It's not that often that you can hear, you can remember, like, everything. But there's those moments and the bits that you remember something. And I remember God responding to me in a whisper, saying, you know what? I'm happy with you, Stephen. You, you picked wisdom. I didn't say anything else. I'm just, I'm just pleased with you that you, you asked me for that. Now, we hear whispers from God, but my question for you this morning is what do we do? What do we do with those whispers? What do we do with that? And so in order to dive in there, we're going to need, we're going to need God and his presence for you guys to have their hearts open to hear what he has to say, because I'm telling you, he has, wants to speak something to you this morning. We've got to prepare hearts. So let's bow our heads, close our eyes. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for what it is that you're going to whisper to us this morning. We acknowledge that apart from the power of your Holy Spirit, we can do nothing, we can accomplish nothing. So Holy Spirit, rest on us, open our hearts, speak through me, do your thing, and we pray this in Jesus' precious name. And everybody's prayer said, amen, amen. Now, we're going to jump into God's word. Uh, this whole whispering thing is taught all throughout Scripture, throughout kingdom history. And we're going to turn to John chapter 10, verse 27. By the way, if you don't have a Bible, we, you're in luck today because you probably have a, one of these things, a smartphone. You can download our free app. There's the Scripture on there. You can listen to messages if you miss a week or you're from out of town. Um, you also can give. There's all kinds of cool things you can do in there. Also, we have custom awakening Bibles outside. It's our gift to you. We want to be generous. We want to show generosity to you. It's the NLT version, so it's pretty straightforward. Um, but we're going to turn to John chapter 10, verse 27. Justine mentioned this verse, and it's simply this. this is, and by the way, when Jesus speaks in the Bible, there are red letters. 
We need to pay attention to the red letters, especially because they are words of Jesus. And Jesus said this about listening to him. He said, my sheep listen to my voice. Everybody say, listen to his voice. I know them and they what? Follow me, follow me. So Jesus is saying, my sheep listen. When was the last time you heard God and did something about it? And follow through. Sometimes people who call themselves Christ followers will go their entire life with maybe two or three instances where they felt like they really heard from God. And I got to tell you that, that there's something wrong with that. There's something wrong with if we're not hearing God constantly, listening for Him intentionally with the concept or idea that, yes, God can speak and then following through with it, then we're, we're, we're just kind of playing Christian. We're not really living a relationship with Christ. We need to listen. We need to listen intentionally, listen for God, and then follow through. And when you quiet your life because the world is all full of ambient noises that distract us and, and, and maybe because we are tuning God out because we're so busy, we're not intentionally listening. Or maybe we're, we're not listening because maybe there's a faith issue there where we don't believe that God can speak. He spoke to all these people in the Bible in the past or these other believers, they tell you how God speaks, but I don't hear God. I've kind of given up on hearing God, so I'm not listening. Maybe it's all about me, and I'm just, I'm focused on my life, doing me, kind of running the show, and I'm not listening. I'm listening to myself. My dreams, my desires, my ambition, and my agenda comes before listening. But here's the thing. This is central. This is central to being a Christ follower. You got to be continually listening, turning down the noises, and tuning in and saying, God, speak. Because without you, I can do nothing. I don't know where to go. What am I going to do without you? I'm going to cry out to you, and I'm going to expect you to hear me. I'm going to have a confidence that you're going to speak. It's essential to have this mysterious, wonderful relationship with a living God. It's central to leadership. You can't lead as a, a, as a business owner or as a CEO or as a pastor in a church if you're not listening. You can do nothing. So, how does God whisper? How does he do it? There's a lot of different ways. I'm just going to touch on a few, and then we're going to kind of go over in general some other ones as well. But first, how God whispers. God whispers when we ask him to speak. You've got to ask. Everybody turn to your neighbor and say, you better ask somebody. Seriously, you better ask somebody. Now, here's the problem. Some of you are scared ask because you're afraid of what he might tell you to do you're afraid of the you're not afraid of the listening part you're afraid of the follow part and you you may be even listening you may be doing good with that but you're just kind of tuning it out oh great 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 idea oh, we'll put it in the back burner and we're not so good at the follow-through but i'm here to tell you you know the reasons that you're afraid to follow is the enemy speaking lies into your life, saying like, hey, if you go this route, that's like the overboard route. You don't want to go there. That's the whole Jesus freak. 
thing. And you're not going to have fun life. You're going to have a boring life. It's going to be lazy. It's going to be miserable. You're not going to have any fun. You're not going to make any money. That is a lie. If you listen to his voice and you follow through with what God has for you, he will give you an amazing life, a life worth living, a life that is the best version of any other possibility or route you could have chosen. That's what you'll live. How many of you guys want that? I want that. I want to listen. I want to follow because it tastes better to be with him than what the world has to offer, what the enemy has to offer, your own idea of how life should be lived. It's all emptiness and meaninglessness. But following him, listening to him, following, listening, following, you're going to have the fullest of life, life to the full. Now, 1 John chapter, four, verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 14, this is the NIV version, it says this here. This is the confidence, everybody say confidence. We can have confidence, guys. We can have confidence. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask, everyone, well, you you're not listening this morning. You better ask. You better ask. If we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. In fact, the whole Psalms is continually about King David crying out to God and God hearing his voice and following through and rescuing him and taking care of him and blessing him. God is a God who hears when we ask, and he answers our prayer. Now, if it's off his agenda, like, God, I want a million dollars. God, I want to own my own private jet. Maybe that's not in line with what God has you to live, all right? But if you ask it with, in line with the best life imaginable, he will answer it. Maybe not in your timing, but his timing. Now, I want to continue on in my story as God's whispering into my life. I grew up going to churches that were dysfunctional, that there was a lot of hypocrisy and control and this yucky stuff that made me disenchanted with the church. I didn't really want anything to do with it. In fact, I grew bitter at my family, who was a Christian family. My mom and dad did their best to raise me, but I grew hateful, resentful to God, to, to my family, and I walked away. There had been seeds planted and even some kind of dialogue that started as a child, but it dissipated into the distraction of me being all about me. I don't know if you have had a time in your life where it's been all about you and you went after the things of this world and it just burned you, and that's what it was for me. But I was succeeding in the eyes of the world, but in God's eyes, I was, I was lost. I was not listening or follow. I was this, this prodigal son running away from him. I excelled at school. Even after I had a rough start, I applied to Purdue University's aviation program, got accepted, and I was on the way. I was on the way to fulfill the dream I had to be a big shot airline pilot, travel the world, got my trophy wife at home, some flight attendants on the side. Man, my life was going to be great. That was my idea of a happy life. Nice car, money, respect. But so happened, I had happened to fly to Hawaii when I was eight years old, and for some reason, something snapped in me to where this was home. This is my end destination. I wanted to be here. This is what made me happy. I fell in love with the culture, the people, the struggle, the history. I studied it. I became infatuated. I had pictures and posters of Hawaiian hula girls and uh, Wyland and Surfer Magazine, Mart Food dropping in on Jaws and different 
different photos of surfing, and I had stacks of surfing magazines, and I would go to school with board shorts and Aloha shirts and flip-flops and get made fun of by the kids. What are you dressing like that for running a foot of snow? And I'm like, dude, I'm there. I'm not, I'm not present right now. My goal is getting there. And um, so I'm, I'm accepted to the school. I'm get preparing for that. I open a surfing magazine, and I see in the back, I see this thing that say, serve God and surf. Caught my eye. I don't know if there was a whisper there, but that caught my eye. Serve God and surf. I wasn't looking at the serving God part, but I was looking at the surfing part. I wanted to come out here and surf the big waves, find some beautiful ladies, have a great time. And you know what? God was up to something. I got accepted. Somehow my parents had the crazy idea to pay for me to go there, hoping that maybe God would tackle me. So I went... And I had this concept before I left. I said, you know, God, I've heard all about you. My mom has given me scripture. I've kind of somewhat, I know you're there. But God, if, if you have any chance to do something with me, to get my attention, this is your chance. Because there will be no other chances. After this, I'm gone. I'm going to do my own thing. Here's your opportunity. Do your worst. Oh, boy. So I asked him. I asked him. I asked him, and he answered. I ended up getting saved through YWAM. And if I hadn't asked and created the space for him to answer, I wouldn't be standing in front of you here today. So how does God whisper? God whispers when we ask him to speak. The other thing, how God whispers, is God whispers sound like his word. They sound like his word, the Bible. Sometimes we're like, oh, we need to hear from God. We need to hear from God. God's already told you what to do in his word. And we're just like looking for some kind of sign or wonder. We're like, oh, God, what should we do? And he's like, hello, right here in my word. The word is powerful. It's sharper than a double-edged sword. It cuts to the heart things. It exposes the, the ambitions and the, the agendas of a human heart. 2 Timothy says this about the Word of God. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, the message version, it says every part of Scripture is God-breathed and useful one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, and training us to live God's way through the Word we are put together and shaped up for the task God has for us. The Bible also says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Spoken, powerful, life-changing, a mirror reflection of seeing authentically who we are in His eyes, our weak spots that we need to grow in. The word of God is powerful. God will speak primarily through his word. Before anything else, God will speak through his word. If you're saying, well, I'm not, I'm not listening because I'm not intentionally getting into this Bible thing. Well, that's the number one thing you can do right now to start hearing from God. Listening. You open his word. He tells you something. In fact, you not only will just open up and be like, Bleh. you're going to pick a spot, right? That's, just, that's, not, that's silly, okay? You need to say, God... I really need you to speak to me some way or another. I need to find something that's relevant to what I'm going through right now. Help me, Lord. And you know what? Every time you ask him that, 
He'll speak. He will. Just open it up. So I get back from YWAM and back to my original city of sin, kind of get just re-distracted again. And I'm running. I'm running from, because there was a couple people who spoken in my life about me being called into ministry, right? And I'm, I'm running. I'm running like Jonah. Run away. God sends me a whale. We won't go into that right now, but that, you don't want to do that. Everybody turn to your neighbor and say, don't do that. Don't run from God. You know, he'll get you, all right? In a love, he'll tackle you in a loving way. It might hurt a little bit, but in the end, it's going to make you better. And I ran, and then I was like, okay. I tap out. We wrestled and you pinned me. Okay, I'm done. All right, you, you want me to be doing this ministry thing? It was fact, in fact, I was reading God's word when this happened. I was reading, and he starts speaking to me through the story where, where Peter had denied Christ three times, and then he was back doing his own thing, back going after his own ambitions and an idea of, of security and income with this fishing thing. And Jesus appears again, tells him to throw, hey, have you caught anything? No. Throw your net over the other side to catch all these fish. And immediately Peter realizes who Jesus is because he was supposed to be dead. He had denied him. He, goes, he, throws, his, he throws his clothes off, just runs in and, and jumps in the water so he can reach Jesus without drowning. And he jumps out and he, he gets before Jesus and says, my Lord, my Lord. I'm not even fit to be here right now in front of you. And you know what Jesus said to him? Jesus said, Peter, you love me more than these? And he's looking at all these fish. Oh, my, it might have been even a year's income worth of fish. You love me more than these? Jesus, and Paul's like, sorry, Peter's like, yes, yes, Jesus. I love you more than these. Jesus asked him again, Peter, you love me more than these? Now, Peter's getting hurt. He's like, yes, you know I love you more than these. Asked him a third time because he had denied him three times. And I'm feeling convicted because there were multiple times where I had denied the call of God in my life, where I had denied that I even knew God. And I'm, remember, I'm reading that scripture and I'm God speaking to me in that moment. And I'm reading it and as I'm reading it, the whole, this Holy Spirit speak to me. Do you love me more than these? These plans that you have laid out to become this big shot pilot? In fact, I had been... Uh, another way God speaks is through circumstance. I've been on this uh, rib fuel stuff to pump weights, you know, like get pumped up. And it's not steroids or anything. It's just like, you know, get your adrenaline going. And it was legal at the time. And it kind of like, you know, the idea blew up on me, literally. It like attacked my heart and my nerve endings. They took it off the market because it was just like a hamster experiment that they were doing on people. It's called FenFen or, or rib fuel or ephedrine. And it killed like professional baseball players killed over and died it was really bad like truckers would try use it to stay up late night um but it was really bad for you and my heart was now it was palpitating and here i was going to go into a career where i was supposed to pass class a physicals every year and you know what they hook you up to machines and they watch your heart and now my heart kind of skips around when i get all excited and if they see one little skip guess what you're done that investment of university flight school all that money and time you put into it is gone you'll lose your class a physical it's over and I'm starting to think. And this is before the whole time where he was saying, you love me more than these. He's speaking through circumstance. He's speaking through his word. And I'm saying to him, yes, I love you more. He's like, then Stefan, feed my sheep. You know what you're supposed to do. 
feed my sheep. I was like, all right. So it's because of whispers through God's word that I'm here, standing here today. Now, how God whispers when we ask him to speak. His word sounds like the word of God. Also, God speaks through the prophetic. Many times in my life where there was a pivotal moment, God used someone to speak into my life. Now, I'm not talking about that weird stuff where people go and they'll say, they'll have their own hidden agenda and they'll go, God told me that you're supposed to give me all your money. Or God told me that you're supposed to marry me. Or God told me that you're like, this, this is kind of shady stuff. No, I'm talking about the prophetic that is designed to lift you up, to encourage you, to help put you on the right path. And there were multiple times that people spoke into my life. For example, even the fact that I wanted to go with the surf team at YWAM in Hawaii to Chile to surf big waves and have fun and be distracted. And God was like speaking to the team, leadership team over at YWAM. And they said, nope, Stefan's not going to Chile. He's going to China. I got saved in China. Got away from all the distractions. And, and when I got back, when I got saved and baptized in Paye Bay, I had people come up to me, Stephen, uh, Stephen, you're called to ministry. Run away, right? I'll have people that will come in here on an every other week or month basis, and they'll say to me, you know what, I'm not big in the prophecy thing, you know, but I feel, really feel like God has something to, for me to share with you. You know what? You need to be faithful with this church. You need to put one foot in front of the other because God is going to bless this. He's bringing families. He's bringing leaders. He's going to grow this church. You just wait. He's going to bless this church. This is fertile ground. And God is going to bring his anointing. He's going to bring his spirit. He's going to bring the water, to, the living water to, to, to fuel this. And I get these every other month. And I get encouraged. I get excited because I know I'm on track. I get pumped up. That's what prophecy is supposed to do. Not like, you're a sinner, Right? <laughs> That's not how it works. Uh, the scripture talks about prophecy. And by the way, um, before we get to that scripture, I needed those. I needed people to speak into my life and encourage me as a pastor because you know what? There are some times when there are more people on the stage than there are even in the crowd. And I would get up to preach and I'd be like, what am I doing here? I don't even want to preach this morning. And God is saying, I don't care about your idea of success. I care about you being faithful. And then I'll have somebody come in and give me a word, encourage me, and I'll be like, okay, all right, come on, one foot in front of the other, be faithful. Next Sunday, let's go again, let's go again. And God is starting to answer. God is starting to grow this church, and I'm getting excited. I'm getting pumped. I know he's up to something. I don't know if you can feel it in your gut, but I can feel it, the excitement, the momentum is building. God is up to something here. He is. Now, the Bible says this about prophecy. Luke chapter 6. If you're kind of like, eh, what is that? That's kind of weird. What is prophecy? Well, verses 36 through 37, ESV version, says this. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man. And if it is, it's off track. But men spoke from God. Everybody said men spoke from God. Men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Now, we're not just talking, it's not just men that can prophesy. Women can prophesy. It's in Bible. It's you know, it's, it's biblical. Now, but God can speak through someone, a failed human being, one that loves Jesus or one that doesn't even know who God is. God can speak through people to get your attention. You better believe it. 
In fact, there was a point in the history of Israel where they were being attacked for being evil, for worshiping other gods, and the invading country would say, literally, God told us, your God told us to, to wipe you out because of your sin. It's not us that are here. We're here to wipe you out because of what you're doing and your God told us to do. <laughs> right? Dang. God can speak through someone who you consider less intelligent than you, less out of tune spiritually than you, the, the, the reality is, is that you need to listen and say, God, is, are you trying to tell me something through them? Because maybe God just says, no, it's off base. Don't listen to that. But if you start hearing things, not just by one person, but then there's another person that says the same thing, and you start getting that gut feeling that, that the Holy Spirit's speaking to you, and then another person says, and then you start paying attention to that because maybe God is trying to tell you something that you need to pay attention to. I love... 1 Corinthians 14, it puts this in perspective because everybody's like, oh, prophecy, what is that? Oh, like the gifts, the spiritual gifts, what, what are they? Healing, tongues, these kind of weird things that are kind of hard and difficult to understand. Well, well, it's really simple here. I love how Paul just makes it super clear. He says, let love be your highest goal. With all of these other gifts, he says, let love be your highest goal, right? If there's a, a barometer or an evidence of having the Spirit of God in you, it's your love for God, your love for others, and that will be the test ultimately, Right? He says, he says, let, your, let love be your highest goal, but, but, is he going to say tongues first? No. He talks about prophecy. He said, but especially seek prophecy because you will convict hearts to repent and turn their life around. You will encourage the saints. You will lift people up. It's not meant to hammer some down, some person down and use your authority to berate them and beat them up. That's not what prophecy is. But we need prophet, the prophetic. We need the prophetic. Because then we're challenged to grow. And some of you need to be seeking that gift, especially. But don't let love fall to the wayside. Because if you have the gift of prophecy, but you don't have love, it means nothing. It's just a loud noise. Blah, 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 blah. So, how God whispers when we ask him to speak. His voice sounds like the word of God. He whispers through the prophetic. Other areas, how God whispers, he whispers through dreams and visions. I had a dream the uh, other month. It was so vivid. I had a dream that we're in this cafeteria, just like now. And every Sunday before service, we get around in a circle here to pray. But the, the church was full of people. And there was an excitement and a buzz going on. And I was like, oh. This is a vision of what the church is going to look like down the road. I'm excited. Wow, that's full of people. But then God was like, no, this is the leaders. The other people haven't even yet come to service. And so like what the leaders do, we have this little circle here, but the circle was big, full of leaders. And we were holding hands and we are getting ready to pray. And I was saying, you know, saying the usual prayer, God, we love you. And then I was about to say the part where, Holy Spirit, we need you. And before I could even say hope, the Spirit of God fell, boom, in a powerful way. And we can tangibly feel, feel him there with us. And there was this excitement. And all of a sudden, it was so exciting. My, my heart rate was going so much. I don't know if you ever had this happen to you, where your adrenaline's going so much that you wake up from a dream. I woke up because I was so excited, and I still felt God's presence. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you, God, for showing me the future of this church. I'm excited to be a part of this. 
So he speaks through dreams and visions. Uh, He speaks through nature, right? The Bible said that God spoke to Moses through a burning bush. The Bible also said that if we don't worship God, that even the rocks will cry out and worship him. So God says in his word as well that we can see the universe and this creation, the stars, and know some of the character and nature of God. God speaks through nature constantly. Jesus referred to nature in, the, in his parables, and he say, consider the ants. Consider this tree. God speaks to us. Um, he speaks through creatures, right? There's even a story in the Bible of an ass, a donkey, speaking to a, a guy, uh, telling him what's up, what God is trying to say. So God can use inferior people. He can use... A jackass to speak into your life. So pay attention. Right? God also speaks through heavenly creatures like angels. There's over and over stories of an angel appeared before them on God's behalf. God also speaks through conscience. When you turn down the ambient noise of the world and you hear that, Still quiet voice. It kind of sounds like a conscience, but authority. Like when you were a kid and you were stealing 100 bucks or 20 bucks or $5 out of your mom's purse and you felt that, that, con- that conscience thing. Like God speaks through that sometimes. And you know it's God because it's not something that you would think of on your own because you're selfish and you just went with your own thing. It's something that's other than you. God speaks through audible voice. If you can hear God audibly while you're a saint and you can polish your halo and that's great and all I would love to hear God audibly, and I haven't, I haven't had the opportunity to have that happen. He can do that. But most of the time, he's speaking through these other ways. Through circumstance. God closes a door, opens another. You feel like you've got your, your world got dropped because you got fired. But God has a better job for you in the waiting. It's exciting. God is always talking. He's talking right now. By the power of his spirit, he's talking to each and every one of you right now. He's whispering. My story continues, and he's continuing to whisper. The the story of the awakening continues, and he's continuing to whisper. And your story as well is continuing, and he's continually whispering. God does not tire of trying to get your attention. What do you do about it? Well, we, we, we've learned how God speaks. What do I want you to do? Today, I want you to listen. There's just one thing you do. I want to challenge you to listen. So we're going to do that right now. We're going to give, create a space. We're going to speak to God and ask Him to speak to us. So we're going to pay. If we can um, bow our heads and close our, close our eyes. We're going to go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you for learning about the different ways that you whisper. And right now, Heavenly Father, there's some of us in here who have lived our lives not listening because we're afraid of what you might say we're distracted, we're caught up in our own busyness and our own agenda and our plans. But right now, we want to listen. 
And if you're here this morning and you, you want to ask God to speak to you, would you be courageous without anybody looking around, heads bowed, eyes closed? Would you raise your hand and say, you know what, God, I want you to speak to me. God bless you. God bless you. Wow, lots of hands. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Awesome. God bless you. So you're taking an act of faith and God sees that. He hears that. God bless you. I see you. God bless you. Awesome. Heavenly Father, would you speak to us? Would you whisper? secret place of your heart. He's there. In his word, he's there. Through the voice of a stranger, he's there. In a vision, in a dream, he's there. In nature and creatures, circumstance, conscience, audible voices. He's there. Speak to us. We're desperate for you. We cry out to you, God. Continue to pray this morning. If you're here for the first time and or you, maybe you've been to church a long time ago and you're wanting to, you're wanting to give your heart to God, because you hear him wooing you. I'm going to show you how to pray. And it may be a long time ago you said, you've talked with God and you, and you told him you wanted to follow him, but you got off track and you want to make that right. You want to rededicate your life or you want to give your heart to him for the first time. I'm going to show you how to pray. It's a simple prayer. You just got to mean every word. And you talk to God like you and I are talking right now. And this is how you pray it. If everybody could pray out loud together so nobody feels left out, we're awkward about it. Let's pray this all together. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe that you died for me, but you also rose from the dead. And you conquered death so that I could be free. Jesus, I believe you're Lord, and I want you to be the Lord of my life. Come in my heart. Wash me clean. Make me a new person. In Jesus' name, continue to pray with your eyes closed, your head bowed. If that's you this morning, if you said that prayer and you meant it for the first time or as a rededication, would you raise your hand so I can thank God for you? Anybody here this morning? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Praise God. That's awesome. Anybody else? Awesome. God, you're good. God bless you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing at the awakening. We're excited. And we're waiting in anticipation for not only the things that you spoke today, but as you're going to speak to us as we get out into our cars, as we go about our week, and we start encountering, we read a scripture, and you start speaking, Lord, that, that excitement in our heart grow, and that yearning in our heart grow for hearing you. In Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Now, 
So now that you've gotten the nerve to ask God to speak, everybody give yourself a round of applause. That's awesome. Good. Now, what are you going to do when he speaks? <laughs> yeah, but you're going to do. You're going to follow. You're going to follow through what he's asked you to do because then there comes the reward. Out of obedience comes the reward, right? The Bible says that in John chapter 14, verse 15, that if you love me, then obey me, right? Follow him, obey him, and guess what? He will honor you, he will reward you. The good life comes out of fearing God. What is fearing God? Fearing is loving and respecting God enough to listen to him and do what he says. It says the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. If you want wisdom that comes with the good life, we're not talking about prosperity here because life will have its struggles and its strife and its, and its down, letdowns. But you know what? If you want the good life, the life to its fullest, you need to tap in and follow God, obey God, fear him, love, respect him. And the good life follows. I'm telling you what. I was afraid to surrender to him because I thought I would be miserable. Now I'm on the tail end of after following him through those steps. I got to tell you, in the world's eyes, I might not be wealthy, but I am more wealthy than some of the most wealthy people on this earth. I have a beautiful family, a gorgeous wife who loves God more than me. I got two baby beautiful girls who are the joy of my life. I get the opportunity to live in Maui, Hawaii. I get to hang out with the coolest people on the planet Earth, you guys. I have purpose and meaning and joy in my life. You can have those things. You don't need money or success in the world's eyes to have the good life. But for some of you, God's gonna give you that anyway. Praise God for that, right? Hey, he is good. He is a good guy and he is a real God who speaks. We have a relationship that is ongoing and he's continuing to speak, listen, follow, and watch the miracles and blessings begin. Thank you for joining us this week. The Awakening Church is a church that unchurched people love to attend, where real people can come as they are and connect with others who love God. If you're on Maui, please come join us. If you're not on Maui or you can't attend a service, check us out online at theawakening.org or download our Awakening Church app. You'll find past messages, online Bible studies, scripture, and lots of other cool stuff, including ways where you can help us continue our mission. If this message has blessed you, you can help us increase our reach by giving to The Awakening Church, either on our app or online. Thank you for joining us. Aloha. Aloha.